Hi, and welcome to Grounding with Gem. I'm Gem Wilson, and I'm a mindset coach and founder of Vala Energy. I'm so excited to help you up-level your mindset, ground back into your body, and reconnect with nature to live your most fulfilling and expansive life. I truly believe that whatever you can see in your mind, you can manifest into your reality, and I can't wait to share my practical tips for life, love, and business with you. Thanks for joining me today, and let's jump right in. Hi, and welcome back to Grounding with Gem. It's so great to be back for another week. And this week I've been mostly recharging my social battery after really going hard on the socializing for three whole days in a row, which if you're an introvert, you will know how (laughs) intense that is. I had the social on Friday, which is where I gather women together from Barry, Cardiff, the Vale, Panath, local South Wales ladies, let's just say that. And we basically have a coffee morning, but it's in the evening. It's so much fun. We had bespoke cakes made for us by the lovely Zoe, who runs VCB. The amazing Mel from Karma Beauty talked all about protecting your energy as a business owner, which is such a great topic because so often, especially if you're in a service-based business, you take on so many people's energies without realizing it. So we had such a great time. We chatted. Then Saturday, I had my sacred circle, which was all about accessing and harnessing your inner goddess. And what really came up was that there is such a call right now for women to be slowing down, tapping into their feminine energy, learning how to listen to their intuition again, because so many of us, we have such strong intuition, but we've chosen to ignore it or we've logicked our way out of it for so long that we've forgotten what it actually feels like to listen to our intuition. And so I was really excited to hear all of the ladies talk about how much they are enjoying tapping into that feminine energy of going with the flow of life, of surrendering and receiving. And it was very timely because if you've been listening to this podcast for a few weeks, if you've been following me on Instagram, I am launching a five-week feminine energy embodiment course very, very soon. Details are yet to be revealed, but you don't want to miss out. Get on the wait list. I'll put the link below. There are only eight spaces. It's very limited because I want to make sure that I'm able to really be there for all of the ladies that join us to create a really personalized and potent experience. So if you do want to join and take part, message me on Instagram or you can join the waitlist and be the first to know when it does go live. And then on Sunday, I went to my very first Inner Dance Bliss class. If you've never heard of Inner Dance Bliss, which I never had until the lovely Carrie Ann, who I met through my circles and is amazing. She does forest bathing. I will link her below if you want to find out more about her forest bathing or Inner Dance Bliss. And I would so recommend going. It is like nothing else I've been to. I'm just going to say it's like a sound bath with a twist. 
I will leave it as that. You are not actually dancing. It's about inner dance. So you get to lie there the whole time, which is always a bonus, especially if you've had a really busy week. And I really enjoyed the experience of it. I love to try out new different events and modalities and anything well-being. So I jumped at the chance to go along and I would so recommend going if you are into sound baths, if you want to lie down for an hour. Some people apparently move around. That was not my vibe because I'd had such a hectic weekend, but it's so fun and yeah, like nothing else I've been to. So definitely see if there's an inner dance class or a practitioner near you. And if you're local to the Vale, check out Carrie-Anne. It is amazing. And she creates the most stunning altars as well in her circles. So all this talk of collaboration and women supporting women this week really did get me thinking again, wow, what an amazing episode of the podcast that could be what a great topic to talk about because I was having a few chats with friends and recommending people and they were recommending people to me and I am such a big believer in the concept of collaboration over competition and I absolutely love to share referrals, to connect people. Anyone that knows me knows I am such a connector. I love to introduce different people to each other if I think they might get along or if their businesses might work together because I think the web expands then and you get in front of more people, you grow as a person, they might show you what's possible or you might be showing them, you might be a few steps ahead of them and inspiring them. And by being able to speak to each other and learn from each other, that is so invaluable. That is not something you can learn in a book or in school. And in a world where we are so often encouraged to go it alone and be so driven to the point where we can sometimes ignore how our actions make others feel, I do feel very passionately about kindness and this concept of collaboration over competition. And it's like that proverb says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And this really does sum up the concept of collaboration. And also wanting the best for others. I was binge watching the second series of Breakpoint on Netflix this week with my partner Dan. I watched the first one, didn't have any idea how tennis worked. I'm watching this one, I still have no idea how tennis works, but I am loving it. It is so interesting. I did a whole podcast episode inspired by watching it called Pressure is a Privilege. If you want to go back and listen to that, where I talk a little bit more about Breakpoint. But it's funny how our inspirations come from all around. And I was watching the second series. And there's this player called Daniel Medvedev, who, let's be honest, uses pretty dirty tactics to throw off his opponent during the match. So during this one particular match, he pulled the pole out of the net and threw it on the floor. Then he decided, I'm going to take a toilet break, just as the other guy was about to serve. And I looked at Dan and I said, oh my gosh, imagine being on this guy's team. I know he's probably in the top three of the world right now, but oh, it gives me the ick seeing someone act like this and trying to throw someone else off. It doesn't feel like he's on an even keel with the other person. It's like he's trying to use these dirty tactics just to get under the skin and they work. That was the worst point. The other guy, you could see him ruminating and I was saying to Dan, oh, 
I would love to say to that guy, every time this guy does something to try and irk you, see that as an opportunity to do your affirmations. See that as an opportunity to look at your coach and check in or to just close your eyes and listen to your breath rather than giving away your power to him and getting sucked into his quite toxic energy, if we're honest. Because in my opinion, if you have to take someone else down to win, then what is the point? And I'm not saying that they have to be besties because obviously they're both there to win, but it seemed very out of integrity to be acting like that on a world stage. And I felt secondhand embarrassment, honestly. And even in my own business, I do choose to have this growth mindset of, hey, there is room for plenty of us. I say this to people all the time. When I first started Vala and I remember someone saying, yeah, but does the world really need another energy gel? I'd read in one of my food business books that I was binging at the time. If you go down the bread aisle in the supermarket, do you ever question why there's about 20 brands of bread No, you go, oh, so that one's white, that's brown, that's seeded. And you realize there is a customer for every single one of those breads. And it sounds like a silly analogy, but it applies to so many things, soft drink, chewing gum. We each have particular tastes and choices. And even in the town I'm in now, Barry, I can think of at least five other ladies that host well-being events, that host circles. And you know what? I love that for them. Sometimes I even refer people to them and they'll say, oh my gosh, have you checked out this person's retreats? Or my friend also runs circles and does yoga. Because I really believe that by them doing their bit with circles and hosting circles, they are doing their part to help heal the sisterhood wound, to bring people together. And then they're informing people about what feminine energy is and the amount of women that have never sat in circle and they go along to one and they immediately feel this innate sense of safety and coming home. It shows how powerful gathering women together in a really safe, trusting, collaborative environment is. And I was speaking to someone recently who said they had a conversation with another circle facilitator and she was saying, oh, you know, well, this person's trying to do this like me and this person's trying to copy me. And I sat there and I was like, yes, that would be really annoying if someone was copying every single thing you were doing. I would be really frustrated too. But I thought of it from the perspective of, well, if you really do want to work your light and you consider yourself to be a light worker surely you want the best for them and their healing and you want more people to awaken in the world so technically we want more people to be into in circles why would you want to gatekeep them because it's not like one of us invented them or has ownership over them they have been around since the dawn of time and sometimes we need to check ourselves and remember that and Obviously, I wouldn't be cool with somebody copying exactly the format of my circle or the design, which is very specific to me and very cream, beige, dusty pink tones, because I put a lot of time and energy into researching those products, into going on Pinterest, looking at the vibe I want. But I have an inner knowing and an inner trust and confidence that if somebody did go ahead and copy it, then I have the initiative, I have enough creativity to 
innovate again, to pivot rather than having to be the one that's always three steps behind and having to replicate someone else's work because they don't know what they want to do, what their values are. They just see someone else doing it and they think shiny object syndrome, I can make money doing that. And their heart isn't really in the game. I have seen that with some people. And I think customers and clients, they can tell, they can get that intuitive nudge that actually, is this person here for me? Or are they just here to make the money? Are they just here to follow a trend? And I really love to work collaboratively with people, even if it is doing a circle or a class and to share ideas or bounce ideas around with someone because it allows us to work together towards a common goal rather than feeling like we are in constant competition. And I used to see this a lot in the corporate world where there was this almost territorial approach to working and this reluctance to not share ideas, which has an impact on the wider team. And I do think when you're young, especially, there is a stubbornness where you might think, I have all answers. I don't need your advice. Older person, elder, (laughs) one with all the wisdom. And sometimes we have to learn the hard way that if we sat and took the time to listen and learn from others and be vulnerable and open, that can actually help us to get miles ahead in life further down the line. I know that I did a fashion promotion degree. I learned about graphic design and styling and journalism and photography, but I didn't really cut my teeth until I got in industry and I was watching what other people were doing, even sitting down watching the shortcuts they'd use on their Mac or the terminology they'd use when they were on a photo shoot. So that openness that willing to collaborate and to ask as well is so so powerful and definitely should not be overlooked and I think we forget sometimes how rewarding it is for the other person to be asked to help I remember listening to something and it said if you want someone to help you you should start your sentence with the phrase I need your help or please can you help me and immediately they go oh okay I need to be there for this person. And I was chatting to a friend recently and he was from advertising, wanted to move into coaching a little bit more. And he said something that really resonated with me, which was, I think that as human beings, we really do thrive the most when we're being of service to others. And I thought that is so true. I absolutely love to help people. It's probably why I am a coach, why I am always trying to hook people up together and create events to bring people together too. And I find it so rewarding and fulfilling to see those people go on to form a relationship and to work together. So I would love for you to consider, are there people in my life that I could connect? How could I connect them? How might they both benefit? Or how can I help someone in my life right now in a collaborative, loving way? And especially in the age of social media, working collaboratively can do wonders for your exposure, your engagement, getting in front of a new audience. And it is really helpful when collaborating, I will say, to have clear boundaries. I have learned the hard way in some of these circumstances where I've gone into collaborations with people then felt like, oh, am I being too dominating or am I not doing enough? I didn't really know where I stood. So really do be clear when you begin a collaboration with someone, if you're doing something 
like an event or a project together, be clear about what your expectations are, what your skills are, what you're not willing to do, maybe what you'd prefer the other person to do, what you're willing to compromise on. Otherwise, there can be this tendency to end up feeling resentful or frustrated that maybe you feel like you've carried the weight of the project or that the other person hasn't done enough or that it was actually more difficult than you had anticipated because you couldn't agree on times to get together And then the whole thing starts to feel laden with resistance and quite heavy and dense. And you think, oh, I don't want to do this again. And to really combine the last two points that I made about supporting others and social media, even if you are not a business owner or you're not actively collaborating with someone, how can you still support them and share the love? Could you share their event on your stories or send a supportive message or a testimonial to support them that they can then post? And these are great ways to show you care. It helps to raise your vibration by doing something positive. It's gratitude. It's expanding their web, getting them in front of more people. And again, raising the collective consciousness. But to go back to working with someone one-on-one, When you do it in a way that feels really good to both people, it does foster this sense of mutual support, respect, and it's so rewarding to look back with that person and say, we did this together, we made this happen, we overcame the odds, this was just a seed in our mind, and now look, we manifested it, people are enjoying it, it's so exciting, and that is an energy you can tap into as well when you're visualizing your future event or whatever the collaboration is, and feel the excitement in your body, and imagine having this smooth, easy, flowy time, planning with them, hosting the event, the project, whatever it is you're doing, and Working collaboratively, I always say it's so good for really honing those communication skills because you get really great at learning how to be assertive, how to articulate your desires, your needs, which is something that's really benefited me because I am naturally someone that's very introverted. I work very intuitively, so I've never really felt like I fit in in an office because I'll immediately think of something and I'll go, okay, yeah, we should just do that. Like, I don't know why I would go and make 10 other mock-ups because I feel like this is the best one. But people don't like that because you're being paid to be a bum on a seat for seven and a half hours every day, not to just have intuitive wisdom. But I always say you are paying me for the amount of time that it's taken me to do this work in an hour. You're not paying me just for that hour, you're paying me for all of the knowledge. And that's something I'd really invite you to think as well. Maybe when you are questioning your own worth in a collaboration and thinking, oh, am I worthy of even doing this or earning this much for this collaboration? Come back to all of the hours you've spent really mastering your craft and your skills too. And this does include your communication skills. And I 
used to find it quite confronting having to say to someone, I don't like this, or I'm not really sure about that. But as you get older, and especially in a job, if you move up through the ranks, that is part of your job to (laughs) manage people and to give your feedback and your opinion. But the more you practice using your voice and even your posture and feeling confident saying how you really feel in a way that is clear, concise, compassionate, the easier it gets to speak up in these collaborations and the more seamless they're going to go. And of course, working collaboratively also means you can increase your productivity, the diversity of the ideas, because you're not trying to do everything yourself and you're basically delegating as well and getting a new perspective, which I love because I love seeing the world through someone else's eyes or a situation and you often get really creative solutions and a new way of seeing things and I often ask my partner Dan about his opinion on certain ideas that I have or a way to execute something and he often is a very outside of the box thinker and he's very rational and pragmatic which helps me to think of things that I may not have thought of. And this is something I've experienced a lot when working with coaches and mentors too. I can remember saying to a coach, I love people. I really love being around people (laughs) in limited bursts. We were joking at the sacred circle and someone said, you're going to do retreats this year. And I was like, I don't think I can handle the energy of a retreat. (laughs) And we said, maybe it's a retreat, but please don't speak to me after 6 p.m. until like 8 a.m. the next day, because it's just so energetically overwhelming for me. I need a lot of time off to decompress. But I was saying, I really want to do more for my community. I want to build my community, find my tribe, find my people. And I remember her saying, why don't you think about hosting events or circles? You have the space for it. And working with her collaboratively, she sparked that inspiration in me. And this has really grown into monthly circles that often sell out and I'm considering doing day retreats this year and planning a few in. So it can be really powerful to have someone believe in you when you're struggling to believe in yourself or see how powerful you really are. And of course, I'm going to say this because I am a coach and I mentor people, but that's why coaching and mentorship is so important. It's why I value it. It's why I promote it. It's why I am a coach. And it's why I love to work with coaches and mentors myself. They help to expand your world. They hold the mirror up to what you're capable of. Maybe when you even lack the confidence to do that in yourself. And I truly believe when we do work collaboratively, we can achieve and learn so much more than we would be able to do on our own. And collaboration, it helps to bring a sense of mutual support and respect as well amongst the people involved. And as I said, it helps to create really innovative, fresh solutions because you're not just chewing over your same old thoughts and you're spending time with someone who probably had a very different upbringing to you, is maybe a very different age to you. And I find that to be so, so inspiring. And it helps you to challenge your own ideas and your own thoughts, which is a really great way to grow and evolve and develop as a human being. 
So I would love to hear your thoughts on collaboration. Are you a fan? Do you try to avoid it? Are you more of a hibernator, a little solo worker bee? Or do you love to be out there getting in amongst it and connecting people? Drop me a message on Instagram at groundimmersgem. I would love to hear from you. I'm very intrigued. (laughs) And also, if you love this episode, please do feel free to share it on Instagram to leave a short review and drop five lovely stars. I would be so grateful because this really does help to get grounding with Gem in front of more people just like you and to do our bit for raising the collective consciousness. And so that brings me to the end of another episode and another week. And this is actually a really special week for me because if you're listening to this on the day it's released, it is the seven-year anniversary of the day I met Dan. I'd been in Australia for one whole week when I met him on a barbecue and we always celebrate our meat anniversary because we don't technically have an anniversary yet. And it's also my puppy Leo's one-year birthday so we're gonna have a party obviously and I've got him a cake from Barktastic Bakery in Barry. you need to check out my Instagram because I'm going to post it because I'm obviously a childless millennial who has an excessive amount of money to spend on her dogs and cats and I'm really excited to see it when it turns up tomorrow so I'm gonna share it online can't wait would highly recommend Barktastic the lady who runs it is so so sweet as well so it's a week full of celebrations and I hope you have an incredible week as well as always feel free to get in touch at Grounded with Gem on Instagram and I'm wishing you an amazing week see you next time bye thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode If you enjoyed, I would be very grateful if you could subscribe, download and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time.